I don't know when was the last time I had a cheesecake. <laughs> I really miss cheesecake. Can you believe it that the cheesecake was trending uh, this week? <laughs> well, we are not there. Uh, it's all about team spirit uh, this week, which is brought to you proudly by City Press, your weekly feature, one-stop sporting analysis podcast where everything goes without fear or favor. So the reason I started about uh, cheesecake is because of one Sonia and Matthew Booth. But ours is not about uh, talking about scandals, uh, like you know people say. On Sunday, this past Sunday, I ran my first half marathon over three years since COVID. Uh, unfortunately, it was not on TV, so people couldn't see me, couldn't watch me as I crossed the line. Those who were there witnessed this uh, moment. It's a shame, though, that uh, a big marathon like Tsuwoto Marathon, you know, because of squabbles between the organizers and the Athletics uh, SA resulted in a blackout, you know. Uh, once again, I think it is a shame. Uh, that it was not live on TV. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, as always, I'm not alone. I'm with my men, the 12 men, uh, a.k.a. Trumpist Daniel Mutuahai, who fortunately was there and witnessed that moment when I crossed the finish line in two hours, 30 minutes. It's my personal best. Uh, I'm not even ashamed to say it. Uh, so it's a marathon. Not easy one. Trumpist, welcome, my brother. Thank you, Spirit. Thanks for having me in the house on this rainy day. But Mushito Utswellapel. Broadcast or non-broadcast of uh, Soweto Marathon. You were closer to the action. You kept a, a hog eye on the proceedings. I said it's a shame. Maybe you've got a different take on that one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame, I mean, not to have a landmark event like the Soweto Marathon, which is, by the way, aptly themed the people's race uh, because, I mean, you saw the turnout, you were there, you you ran the race, the vibe is still there, it's still, it is still, uh, you know, holding on to its uh, tradition of, of being the people's race. Like I say, the environment running through, you know, all those other landmarks uh, throughout Soweto. But at the end of the day, I mean, uh, it was disappointing that no one could follow the action live on TV because we are here sitting here. It's all about the egos between the leadership of the sport from Athletic South Africa's side. Uh, you know, there is a dispute between them and the Soweto Marathon Trust who believe that, I mean, they should have um, had the slice of the broadcast rights cake because remember, Athletics SA gave, I mean, signed with Supersport, who are the exclusive broadcast rights holders. But Supersport themselves, they held back because of this dispute with the Soweto Marathon Trust, who believed that they could have negotiated separately with SABC to show the race so that they can also have something from the broadcast rights fees. Well, let's hope it's a lesson learned and then uh, next time sanity will prevail, your people will be able to watch uh, us and me in particular in action because I'm going back next day. I want to uh, better my, 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 my time. 
MTN8 Wafa Wafa. Last week we said, is it a chance for Mponchani to redeem himself? Lo and behold, he was not there. We saw the return of Ofori. The Ofori who floored Ramakrem Patele this time. In the previous game, he floored uh, uh, Major Majoro. The return of Ofori, good for him, good for the Ghana national team. I saw he's been included in the preliminary uh, squad of the, the Black Stars. What did you make of the final, particularly Velimotua? Sometimes it takes a, a piece of brilliance to settle the match, especially in football. Remember, not so long ago, we were from the Soweto Derby that when we thought it was headed for a goalless draw. And then, you know, that stunner of a goal from Youssef Mart, who scored from his own half. This time around, I mean, that was something special from Saleng. And remember, Saleng knew exactly what he was doing. The, the technique was absolutely perfect because, remember, he, he fashioned the same free kick against Sundowns in the first leg of their semi-final and it came off the crossbar. But this time around, I mean, Velimutwa. And to his credit, remember, I mean, I saw him apologizing to his teammates because for him, also as a goalkeeper, I think he was wrong-footed. He should have, uh, I mean, as, as a goalkeeper, you don't take chances, especially now since you also mentioned Mponchani back to the goal that Mart scored. It was all about, you know, um, getting, judging the flight of the ball. I mean, perfect. But, but, but what that. happens mm. to doing your homework? I think this is where analysis uh, comes in. He should have done his homework as a goalkeeper to see if or when there are free kicks, free, free kicks this is how they do it. This is my position. I, I This one I'm going to blame Velimuto. Absolutely, blame it to the uh, blame the goalkeeper, but at the same time, give credit to the uh, uh, the kicker himself. The technique does uh, some I can tell you, even uh, you know, Casillas wouldn't have stopped that because it was such a tricky ball. Eh? Okay, <laughs> something interesting happened at Moses Mabita Stadium. I saw Spirit supporters telling uh, Ofori to go back to his line, go back. It reminded me of a game between Bafana Bafana and Cameroon in Limbe. Kompokekana scored a similar goal against Cameroon. Every time he had the ball, the supporters were shouting to their goalkeeper, go back to the polls. They did the same thing, the, the Pirate supporters, to Ofori when he was uh, off his line. Yeah, you know that <laughs> Yusuf Mart wonder goal <laughs> was a wake up call to all the keepers in the P uh, I mean in the PSL, and I mean how uh, you can't blame the fans to remind the keeper that you know anything can happen. And remember that was a once off, and uh, the two teams were really thirsty for 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 silverware. And you know on the day. Like you say, uh, Ofori took his chance and he never let anything slip up like, uh, you know, his, his, competi his competitor, uh, Siabonga Mponchane. But uh, hey, this thing out to love to manage. When he first arrived in the country, this is Jose Rivero. Some of us, me included, called him a plumber. Winning the MTN8, would you say he has silenced his critics? Absolutely. As a new coach, you know, going for your first shot at silverware and then you come out tops. Really, I mean, to use your language of the plumber, I think he sort of plugged all the leaks and, you know, 
he came up tops, he won his first silverware and uh, for me, that's a grand entrance if you are a coach of a bigger team. One thing that stood out for me, nah, yes, he didn't get man of the match, uh, Miguel team, man of the match, but last line of defense, 1-0, they didn't concede in the final. 3-0, they didn't concede in the in the semi-final, second leg. 0-0, first leg, they didn't concede. Paris going all the way to the final and playing the way they played. Is this the revival of Orlando Paris? Yes, and you know, such defense really takes us uh, back to the days when, remember, when Pirates have always had this incredible backline where they'll always concede the least goals. And for any team, remember, like you start at the back. Once you give little away at the back, your midfield, if he's doing the job and your strikers completing the job up front, I mean, that will make any coach happy. And remember, Pirates did it with the challenges. Remember, Innocent Mayela got injured along the way. Uh, he missed the final and then CBC also broke down, you know, very in the early stages of the game. And you've just mentioned that it really shows you that, you know, he's holding things up so uh, th- holding things up so well at the back. And uh, yeah, like I say, this Pirates defense now, it, you know, uh, evokes those memories of back in the day of the old John Mabizela, the Lucky Lequatis, who were really hard to bridge. We spoke briefly of, of Mart. I saw uh, FIFA last week coming out to say, acknowledging his goal to say, is this uh, one of for the Puskas? But over this weekend, Lukas Podolski scored a similar goal uh, from an acute angle. Yeah, you know, the Puskas, they, they always come up with incredible contenders. And you've just mentioned and I remember his goal also stood again. Even some of the best goals coming from uh, women players would also score from halfway line or, you know, those volleys uh, out of nowhere. But, yeah, I think it's a really a confidence booster for, uh, for Mar to be acknowledged by the same people who award the best goals across the world. So let's just cross our fingers that a South African goal will make it. But like you say, hey, the Podolski strike as well, it's equally excellent to deserve some accolade. Should we say locally it's uh, it's done and dusted? Uh, Mart's goal is goal of the season? Yeah, for now, I think uh, we haven't seen anything like that. Uh, I think since when Trompo was still playing, because with Trompo he'll score... He, he'll, he, he'll repeat the same trick. He can score a similar goal again in a different game. So, but so far, I think, yeah, Martis uh, is leading the way. Women football, Banyanaba style, Banyanaba sundowns, they're in the semifinals playing against a Tanzanian team. Will they make it? Bakao Besa, Watuka. Bakao Besa, Watuka, three out of three in the group stages and... Uh, I mean, their road to the semifinals uh, was not easy. And coming up against uh, Simba Queens from Tanzania, remember the men's team Simba, who also did well in the men's version of the Champions League. I think they are more uh, uh, more like sundowns. You know, when you are inspired by your uh, men's side, I think anything is possible. But I think uh, sundowns uh, will sort of meet their 
Stennis test yet in the competition. ASFAR, one of the uh, outstanding teams in the tournament. I predict a South Africa Morocco uh, final in the CAF Women's Champions League. Remember the last time in the AFCON, Women's AFCON, it was Banyana Banyana in Morocco. And this time around, I think uh, it really says it all about um, uh, the standard of. Uh, African women football in the continent at lap level who's boss and yeah I, w- I won't be surprised if we have a, a, a Morocco club versus South Africa club in the final Now that the MTN 8 is done and dusted, is selling your last man standing? Saleng by being the last man standing and scoring the goal that decided the 8 million winner takes all prize taking it to Soweto. So Saleng, definitely, I'll give it to him as the last man standing. And finally, Pafana Bafana, Coach uh, Bruch, uh, naming his team, Saleng is there, Team Miguel is there. Is this the future of South African football? Yeah, I think Madala is getting his uh, selections right these days because, I mean, remember with Bafana, it it has always been about uh, selecting players uh, on merit, uh, informed players. And I think if you really consider that, yeah, the two players, Miguel Team and uh, Munna Pule Saleng, they deserve to be there. After all, I mean, we are playing against Mozambique and Angola and you know, and, and as in, in his own words, Bruce said, uh, the national team belongs no, to no one in particular. So he wants to give as many players a chance. And I think so far his selections, yes, he's um, really, you know, ticking those boxes so well. Do you want a, a piece of cheesecake? Should I keep it to myself? I'll boo you by saying boo. Well, that's all that we had for you uh, this week. Uh, don't forget that we'll be bringing you all the hits, misses, and predictions from all the sporting fields every week. Simply visit our website, citypress.co.za, for more sporting stories and join the conversation on all our social media platforms. Before I say goodbye, the Proteas choked again. That's it. <laughs>